on Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive, week one at long last. Uh, Andy, you got to go down to SoFi today, check out the, uh, the digs. Our house uh, hosting the Bills tomorrow. I don't know if you know about that, but it is the kickoff of the NFL 2022 campaign. Uh, kind of a big deal. Um, and we get to break down an entire week one handicap for the NFL. I could not be more excited. How is your Wednesday and what is one of the more fun weeks of the year? It feels like in week two of not cramming in a bunch of golf bets uh last minute like thinking about like all right if i drive home and then i run some more daily numbers and i do my week or my day one golf bets tonight i gotta get them in the discord uh that'll be a challenge as i get back Uh, they are playing in beautiful napa next week but no it is it's a nice little respite from golf for two weeks it's not a real good tournament but it's a real nice looking tournament visually it's a great place to play silverado country club silverado exactly Oh, so, man. And yes, the ball will be kicked so hot. in less than 24 hours. It's warm here today, too. I went for a walk, wore a black shirt. Big mistakes, both of those. But yes, we're going to jump right into this because <laughs> I have to get home and pack and then leave the house at like 4.30 in the morning. You're going to Vegas. I got to get to Vegas. I got things to do. I uh, yeah. still got some contests to sign up for. I got some people to shake hands with. Got some drinks to imbibe in, some cabanas to occupy um and some food to eat god there's good food out there okay. take some pictures but yes oh, we will god, yeah. start let's that's start turning into my more favorite part well my favorite part is the networking my second favorite part is now the food yeah um, oh it's it's morbid yeah. time yeah my it's morbid time <laughs> my third... i don't know how to use that right so <laughs> no that, that's, throw that's it in correct usage correct usage is the more abstract the more ridiculous the better um it's also uh yeah the sitting at circa watching football on sunday is going to be incredible cannot wait um a couple of housekeeping notes we will do these wednesdays 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific as long as i am more timely going forward uh hats off to the uh, graphics and design team for the incredible new intro if you don't know what i'm talking about that means you are not watching us on youtube which shame on you um come watch us live come chat with the sharp folks who are in the chat live you will find news nuggets notes angles tips that go beyond what you hear on this podcast. So it is well worth your time. A lot, um, a lot of smart folks in the chat. That has uh, been a highlight these last yeah. couple of years is that community has grown. And of course, and if you are joining sure. us in our original old school podcast format, uh, we will do our damnedest to make sure you continue to get the highest quality sound. Uh, and uh, if you want to jump between previews, be sure to check the notes as we'll have timestamps time because we are going through this in a very, uh, very, very, uh, you know, carefully managed way uh, f- by rotation number. If this is your first time ever listening to the Deep Dive podcast and you're wondering what in the hell is going on here because you caught our team previews this summer, 
welcome. Uh, we go from Thursday night football and then from Sunday by rotation number through the full card. There will be some games where we have no opinions and we just comment on what the market said or did and blow right on by. And there will be some where we spend a good 10 minutes navel gazing about why things are the way they are. For the most part, we will have made most of our bets by the time we record this podcast on a Wednesday. And we will be commenting in general about how the market has reacted to our action more so than we will be saying, here are bets that I would make at this current number. It will largely be Tuesday when limits went up, I bet blank. You know, this this move happened. I'm opposite. So I, I was the resistance. That will be the general tone of our uh, sides and totals handicap of all games. Don't expect well, to I get, get, I get yeah. talked into something here. I, sometimes I have, <laughs> uh, you know, like the ones that you leave in your pocket. Some of those I, I do want to either wait for injury news, honestly. More, more, more likely I'm waiting for injury news than waiting to talk to you. But talking to you helps. Uh, that's always a big part of my process. Of this is a part of my process. This is definitely a big part of it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Excited to dive in, baby. Yeah. And um, the only promise I will make as far as if you are coming here for picks is that we will give you a team total secret podcast play that you can yeah. only find if you listen to the pod. Uh, so a little Easter egg for you, hardcore podcast listeners. I've already got one in mind. And, I mean, there, I there are always going to be. There's always going to be bets that just, hey, we bet it hasn't moved yet. I have a couple of those where you of course. Can still get the exact same. I see, I see at we'll, least three we'll on the board. You know. I would bet this moment. Yeah. Uh, and we will get there. But yeah. without further so ado, let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's start with the uh, the world champs and the should have been world champs. The Bills are, and this is going to be a theme as we go through this week, are a road favorite. Boy, there are some road favorites to start out the season. Small road favorite. Total down to 51.5. This is our Thursday night opener. I'll be watching this at Circa. When are you getting out? Uh, We'll have to talk about that off the air. <clears throat> oh, are you coming? <laughs> I am. I'll be there. Up. Okay. I will be there. I will be there. All right. Sounds good. Well, it's... we're going to have to figure this. So second off, we have to figure out the halftime shows. And again, maybe you're a newer listener. Maybe you caught the season previews and now here. We do do have halftime shows. Yes. Of, of uh, primetime yeah. games where we will. Yeah. If you want to pick, we're going to be a pick there because we bet every halftime of every primetime game. Unless I'm assuming you're joining via phone tomorrow from Vegas. I can orchestrate. Yeah, I, I haven't quite. I mean, I'll have my camera and shit up in the room, but I probably won't want to walk back to the room. So I'll find mm. a quiet corner. Maybe Fuck I'll be at Saginaw's. I don't just, know. Yeah, just Turn it up, man. I'll hop yeah, in. I'll grab, the, a, I'll grab a sandwich. Yeah. Give us the full spirit of the experience. Um, okay. Kickoff tomorrow is Bills at Rams. You mentioned the total move today, which was interesting because this total was at 52, 52 and a half this morning. So there has been a little bit of momentum to the under of late. And I don't get that. Uh, I don't really I do see an edge here. Yeah. The, the total moved this much because of Van Jefferson. And we have we have some Van Jefferson issues. He's going to miss time, but I mean, I get some of the buyback. There was a group that pushed this up a little, or a, a release, or a group, however we want to put it, that pushed this up a week, week and a half ago. Instant buyback once it hit fifty three, fifty three and a half, mm-hmm. and then yeah, a bit of a move today. And again, it wasn't likely just Van Jefferson. That probably didn't hurt. That was a nice little nudge, but. Coming down again, so it's interesting move because I don't have a ton of opinions on this uh, total today. Okay, so let's talk about the game itself. Um, the The market has had four months 
to chew on this one. Yeah. It's had four months to really think hard about how two Super Bowl favorites match up against each other. And in that time, we have seen the favorite flip uh, from Rams to Bills. The Bills have steamed out to two and a half. The move from Pickham to two and a half, that never really raises my eyebrows. I just kind of sh- shrug and say, okay, somebody like the favor, you know, somebody like that side a lot. Uh, you know, there's not enough equity crossing one and two that you would really raise your eyebrows and be like, did you see that, Andy? It went from pick them to two and a half, a two and a half point move. Eh. Until it gets to three, it doesn't really make news for me personally. Um, total similarly, 51 is a key number in the NFL, 54 quasi, 53 quasi. So the fact that this has kind of been bouncing around in the dead zone, I don't think you can take a ton away from, which means the market is telling you these are fair prices. If you want to go bet and have a bet, have a bet for fun, that's fine. But I don't think that there is a strong edge to be had on either side or total at current numbers. Uh, as we have gone through this offseason, the Bills offense potentially downgraded because of the change of offensive coordinator, although I'm not really buying that. Um, Bills offense potentially upgraded with acquisitions and draft capital at running back. Um, Bills offensive line has a gaping hole at left guard that Aaron Donald could potentially cause a problem facing. Uh, but I think you just solved that by putting a couple extra hats on him. Um, and then your skill position players at wide receiver match up very well against CB2, CB3, and the safety group for this Rams team. Uh, so basically you just need to kind of put – you know, figure out where Jalen Ramsey is on any play and throw away from him if you're Josh Allen. I think they can figure that out. I think the Bills' offense is going to be fine. And on the flip side, I can think you can make an argument that the Rams' offense is upgraded, even though the offensive line a little less strong. Yeah, I mean Whitworth. He, I was, I want to like shit on it and say he was old, but he was still good. But the the, the note boom thing, I'm I'm probably fine with the offensive line at its current ranking. And really, the the main concern I had about this whole team was the tendonitis in the elbow. That's nasty. Um, I know some people who've had that, and they really I've seen them have a lot of trouble doing like you know daily tasks with uh, the arm that's suffering. Much less throwing a football accurately and with enough force to get there in the right amount of time. So. I guess a lot of uncertainty around that, but it seems to be fine. Modern medicine slash what they can inject into a person's arm right before a game probably has me a lot less worried about that. I like what you said about the matchups. Uh, A big matchup advantage that Buffalo's going to have that's not their offense is probably going to be this pass rush. They had a good pressure rate last year. and That's the thing. You can look at blitz rate. You can look at sacks. You can look at... A lot of different things. I do prefer pressure rate because it kind of evaluates everything on a on a level playing field of just like here's all the plays. You maybe you brought a blitz, maybe you didn't. Did you know maybe maybe you know things went wrong for them, maybe things went right for you. You're looking at the big sample and seeing what kind of pressure rate they had. Uh, if you can find a team that has an extensive history of good pressure rates over the past year and then brings back pretty much the same kind of you know, nucleus or the game plan, what have you, all of it. And they're going against like a Bears, a Seahawks, uh, you know, Steelers, a bad offensive line. 
you know, it's all it's all going to be a little subjective there once you start looking at the rest of it. But that's a big advantage, and I think we're going to take advantage of that a little with teams like the Bills this year. But not to be, I think they can they can slow that down. I think both sides probably can slow down what makes these pass rushes slash front sevens effective and really i am a little curious that this total is ticking down because i've seen a rams offense that really clicked at times and two smart coaches and honestly i i give the coaching advantage to mcveigh i've seen too much of uh too many games last year i really when you go back and look at it it's like this might have been the coach's fault like that they lost this game oh sure that might is a, a, a light word so i did Tees, Rams, the hmm. two and a half. The two and a half. I put them with the Vikings. I'm jumping ahead. Ah, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's I just, mean, it's not the that's... it's not the sexiest teaser leg of all time. But you're talking about a banner night for a team at home yeah. catching outside of a touchdown. That's a pretty damn. That's a pretty damn appealing uh, teaser leg if I've ever seen. One. I think they're very very live on offense. I think they're going to keep this close. And yeah, I love this teaser leg even with a little bit of a higher total. So I did tease yeah. this, and that is about all I'm going to touch outside okay. of. God bless some hearts. I'm going to bet some first touchdown scores. I already bet Josh Allen. Um, I will, I'll be Talk. in the air. So tomorrow for Brown Bag, uh, we won't be there to give out to first touchdown scores. But Noops is putting his card together as we speak, and he's going to send it in. So tomorrow morning, if you like Alex's first touchdown, he did well last year. He They're did no, very he well does, with those last year. He does year. well with those. Uh, uh, although I cracked, I, I cracked his system. Oh, Noop sent him in already. Dan already cracked, has a Dan. I, I cracked. I cracked his system. I can pretty much well, tell you what he. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, but I. I think I know what he already got. I think. Yeah, there, there's. Oh, well, he. I mean, he comes out and says it. Here's my system, and then also <laughs> shop around because here's a tight end that's eight to one everywhere, and for some reason Caesars has fifteen. Like, if you just do that all year, you're probably going to make some money if you find the right guys. So, Dan is like the guy at the Oscars with all the winners. He has this in his possession already. Yeah, the last note I have on this game, the first half total feels a, a touch, a titch high, 25 and a half, considering of what the note we made where the only obvious advantage I can give unit-wise is what you brought up, which was Buffalo's pass rush against Rams O-line. And if that manifests pressure early, if the Buffalo Bills defense is getting three and out stops early, then I think you could see a little bit of a grind from them out of the gate. Um, and that would manifest one of two things from a game state standpoint, in my opinion. If the Bills are clicking offensively early, if they are finding wide receiver, you know, weapons two, three, four, because Diggs is doing a good job of, you know, gravitating Jalen Ramsey into his orbit, and Josh Allen is going through his progressions well. Um, I could see the Bills getting out to a strong start and being up like uh, 14-3, something like that, as we are kind of heading into for halftime, at which point uh, I think we're going to have some fun angles to bet into the second half because I really do like the adjustments that McVay made in-game, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. And we know that the Buffalo Bills don't take their foot off the gas. They continue to try to pour it on. Uh, so it'll be a decent opportunity to get involved with a live over if we have a little bit of a slow start to this game. So that is what I am hoping for. Yeah, there's that's several the game states <laughs> that are very conducive to the Bills need to score 21 this half. Yeah, the Bills Ooh, will yeah. have an opportunity to continue to score. Yeah, <clears throat> and an over, you know, an over 24 is not going to look so daunting. Yeah, over. It's be what, nice. do, what do you think we get? Over maybe an over 27. Let's say it's 14-3 at halftime. What are your lines for the second half? Rams minus Who's three winning? over over 24. 
14 3 Buffalo. Buffalo's up 14. You know, Rams minus three and a half with okay. light juice. Like I give I I dare you to take it by making it minus three and a half plus one oh five. Okay. And then yeah, twenty six and a half. Okay. Yeah. I think twenty eight's fair. So I would juice play that over, over still. No, I yeah. think I would still play that over. Um, we'll have some fun conversations because that's where I see this game heading in general. Um, but uh, going to be a fun one. Very excited for this game. Uh, let's move on to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. I am going to be. I don't know where I'm going to sit for these, but I'm going to sit and watch football. Fucking day. Saints <laughs> at the Falcons. <clears throat> maybe not the sexiest one to start out with, but we do have high hopes for the Saints, as you mentioned in the preview. We have high hopes for the Falcons to be a smart team who tanks while still working on the, uh, you know, the your up-and-coming tight end and some of these other good pieces. Um, I did talk to somebody about this. The Falcons, <clears throat> if you had to pick the unit group on either side of the ball that was strongest for the Atlanta Falcons, what would you pick? Secondary because AJ Terrell maybe. Yeah, they don't have they don't have a bad unit outside of him, and he's obviously a solid CB one. So, I mean, their tight end group, I guess, does that count? <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say it's that, or you just say Pitt. So okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is a nice it is a nice group. If you have anything to hang your hat on, it is maybe you'll be able to cover stuff. So I think probably some angles to be looked at as far as. Kamara catches over or something along those lines. So if you want to just, you know, have your way underneath, I think you probably can, especially with a guy like that. If you want to just say we're not gonna we're not gonna waste our time hitting our head against the wall against Terrell, like, hey, there's a there's 40 paths and the one is blocked by AJ Should we go in one of these other 39 <laughs> instead? So that that's the you know, yeah. outside of the fact that it again, it is another road favorite. And they're going to be asked to go into a divisional opponent, a team that knows them very well, with a brand new head coach who, again, yes, he's he's been on the staff forever, so there's a lot of continuity. But he is in his second stint, and the first one didn't go so well. We mentioned that in the preview. He's given a lot better chance to succeed here with just who he has around him. Winston is a big question mark, but we saw him look very good in you know the what we got out of him early last year he was a lot more efficient effective and taking care of the ball better if that's what you get and thomas who's playing comes out and looks like 2019 thomas if olave you know just pops right into this offense kamara's fine and he doesn't have to go to jail at some point during the season it's a scary offense because it has a good offensive line and you have uh, you know everybody essentially who put this offense together except the, you know, uh, our guy Peyton who's off of this secret family in Dallas enjoying his year off right now. <laughs> and I, I, and then, you know, you can talk about the defense too, but the defense is uh, the, the mismatches are all over the field. And that's why you're looking at a team that's essentially a touchdown better because they are five and a half point favorites on the road. Tough environment it is another dome to dome team, but I don't know this, I don't have a strong look in this game outside of maybe some props. And I will be watching this one. This is one of those that we talk about in the previews where say, hey, what's the biggest question we have to answer about this team in Minnesota? Like, we have to see what Kevin O'Connell's play calling's like. It's massive. We have to see if this offensive line can hold up. We have to see if the defense is going to be effective at all with 
the Saints, there's like 20 questions. There's a ton. They're all on the offensive side, and I don't know. It might be a spot where I'm starting to throw a little more money at them season long if I like what I'm seeing because mm. I do kind of like what I'm uh, hoping I'll see. I don't I don't have any. I think this number is just about right, I guess. I think it's a little bit too big. I think this is a Falcons or pass kind of a play. It, it um, moved from like four and a half to five and a half, which not the biggest move, but again, I, I'm not betting a Falcons team right here. You did a very good job of sort of setting the table on this one, but I got to ask you, what's your read here? What's the deal with Michael Thomas? Why is why has it been two years since we've seen this guy, and they're just now like saying we'll see about week? No, one. he's playing. He's playing. What was he's Dennis playing. Allen's comment today? We'll see. I don't know. He's everything pointed to. Yeah, he's just playing. He's, I didn't, I didn't you think I for sure he's playing? You think that was all weird misdirection or misinterpreted? I, guess. I mean, I, that's basically what we. That's what we've been indicated. I'll have to double check into what Allen said, but I'm under the assumption he's playing. I'm under the assumption Drake London should play. Um, I think he's trending the right way. So maybe okay. this total. If you if you so think Atlanta's yeah, live so at if, all, if you think Atlanta is live at all. Why aren't you just betting this over? Over. You think yeah. Atlanta okay, so gets that was to my... like 17 points? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How does yeah. this not go? 24 uh, 17, you're, you're right there. You're right there. Like you're just... knocking on the door. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty competitive game as divisional games are wont to be. I think the fact that it's indoors is important. Uh, two teams yeah. that have been, you know, practicing in the heat all, all spring training, coming indoors, fast track. You got decent matchups for both offenses, I think. Kyle Pitts. Going up against an untested safety core, not like super fired up about the the transition from Marcus Williams to Turin Matthew and Marcus May out there. If Marcus May is even allowed to play, um, and I think that in general the uh, Marcus Mariota, we know he's a dual threat. The dual threat has a tendency to help you move chains. He is healthy now, which means that in general the Atlanta offense I think is underrated. You know, compared to a season-long expectation. Uh, and Jameis Winston also squirrely out of the pocket does not get credit for his kind of ability to upgrade his own conditioning and be a little bit more of a threat on the ground as well, generate more EPA per play on the ground than I expected as I looked at last year's numbers. Um, and so I think ultimately you're going to see a lot of drive success in this game. Uh, you know, whether or not this goes over or flies over the total, I think depends on red zone efficiency, which is a little bit of a question mark with the new offensive schemes being executed and, you know, just in general turnover on the offenses. But because there are some uncertainty in terms of how these offenses will look, I do think the over is playable. 42 is a clean bet to the over, in my opinion. Uh, Atlanta at plus five and a half, one of the sides that I'm going to absolutely have in pocket. Uh, and play in contests and one of the only sides on the board that I think is value at the current price. Um, yeah, Atlanta obviously very bad in the red zone last year. Yeah. Different different uh, look. It's a it's a whole different look. And again, if you're going to if you're gonna have a bad offensive line, I guess let's at least have a quarterback who can move his feet a little. And no offense to Matt Ryan, we're gonna say some nice things when we get to the Colts game, but he's not young and he's not fast that scrambled to the end zone slash dive slash give up slash penalty that was my favorite play of last year i think 
it uh it wasn't quite Peyton Manning at the end of his yeah. career scrambling, but yeah, I, I think Mar- Mariota can yeah. do a little more than that. Yeah. I think Saints Saints offense is a little underrated. I think Atlanta offense is a little underrated. Saints defense is a little overrated. Atlanta defense is correctly rated, but it's the 32nd or 31st in the NFL. So they're going to concede points. Um, Could be some garbage time points potentially in this one too, if it is out of, you know, gets out of hand and New Orleans is winning comfortably. Mariota to some young receivers, tight ends receivers in garbage time. Kind of makes me want to look at maybe some live overs in this. Also, as much as I love Kamara as a backfield threat, he's not, he's not a chain mover, eat the clock guy at the end of the game so realistically like falcons not getting the ball back for those garbage time opportunities i think is low um so between the two slightly lean falcons with the points just because i think this is ultimately a field goal game uh but over 42 is solid as well um what would that team total be for the falcons have uh team totals just up they're not this open is, yet, I don't think. I know. So we got to do the math on what they will be. Uh, Why? Are, I mean, they they've had so many, so long here. It can be like 18, 18 And that's the, the thing you can do the guess on the team total, and it's usually just like, you know, if it's gonna be, if it's gonna be eighteen and a half, a lot of times you'll just do seventeen and a half and juice it. That's only they, three they touchdowns things, for Kyle so. Pitts. That seems entirely reasonable. 18 and a half seems reasonable. So yeah. Yeah, this this game's a pass slash light. That only bet. takes that only takes three touchdowns from Kyle Pitts, though. I feel like that's it's the first doable. half. Yeah. Um, no, in seriousness, I those those are the two looks I would advocate for that game. Let's keep moving. I'll set the table here. Niners Bears. We finally get to see Trey Lance take on a Bears squad that lacks talent at every positional group uh this total uh has been bet down today which i think was so you know i'm not sure we didn't talk about this i'm not sure you kittle saw it, seems possible that was the kittle miss. that yeah. was the kittle uh, news the kittle news that he injured his groin monday and mispracticed today uh i think was preceded by a play to the under on this game so it is now 40 and a half um Niners winning with defense, considering the weaknesses of the Bears O-line? Sure, why not? Um, Niners in general being this injured already seems a little on the nose. <laughs> like, r- really? We're doing this again? Uh, okay. Uh, fire fire that training staff and get a new set of... Yeah, do they got... Like, is Dr. Chow moonlighting up there? It does feel like that's kind no of offense to he, he has some good opinions on Twitter. No, here, no, like, no offense to Moons. <laughs> no offense but, to Moons, but like uh, um, there were there were some question marks about his ability to manage a team as far as uh, yeah. health concerns go. And yeah, the Niners are either snake bit or they've got Doctor Nick up there. Hey, everybody! Hey, s- Niners out to seven is a big number. But what are you? What else are you gonna make? It? Uh, <laughs> it, and it, it's so hard to go say like. I'm gonna go lay a touchdown on the road, on the you know, the long grass of Soldier Field, with a quarterback that we saw almost none of last year. Mm-hmm. He got the preseason, he got camp. He was, you know, the prep is way different this year. He's been around the block. I'm, I'm excited about him. I think he'll play well. But if you have a big weapon like George Kittle missing, 
and it's his it's a season opener like the nerves and all that you know we talk about joe burrow he played in some big games I played in front of a million people. You know, the FCS playoffs are big, but it's not the same. Lance, you know, he played a, a spring game in front of like 30,000 people just to show off the arm a little that one season before he got drafted. It's, it's, it's a tough spot for the kid. And I'm not certainly looking at laying those points. While mm-hmm. my numbers might say the Niners might be eight or nine points better on a neutral than the Bears. Especially situ- if you strip down home field advantage week one. Yeah. yeah, it's and yeah, you should take that maybe down to eight points better or if you want to go by the line plus the home field. I'm I'm still not in a spot where I'm excited to bet this. You know, this isn't a bad uh, you don't have to just stick to strict wongs. You don't have to put yourself in a box like that. If you want to tease the Niners, tease the Niners. If you want to use the Niners for survivor. I think I like that a lot better. It seems like um, in my close seven see, and a half too. It seems like a move. And yeah, if it, uh, I never, it feels like such a dumb thing to say. I'm waiting for the number to get worse to tease it. If you think mm-hmm. it's going to go to seven and a half, tease it now. I, I, why, if, why you made me, if you forced my hand, I'm predicting this closes seven and a half. Um, also not excited to lay this price, even though this is deja vu all over again, Andy. The Niners opened up on the road last year as eight-and-a-half-point favorites against the Lions, who were considered to be the worst team in the NFL, if memory serves. And they were covering that number easily. Lions backdoored it. Yeah. <laughs> so The uh, Lions backdoored it with, like, goddamn yeah. 28 points in the second half. Like, they yeah. just kept scoring. I think um, all of Ramstein quarter. just played Soldier's Field, probably tore it to shit. Oh, do, do, do. you hate that. Do, 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 do. It is generally true that in the early part of the season, teams that are speed teams suck at Soldier Field because they let the grass grow crazy long. They haven't cut that the is grass a known since June there. Yeah, that's just... a, that is a real thing. We saw with the Falcons when they had the fly-hanging offense with the Matt Ryan back in the day go there and everybody was tripping on the grass. Like It happens for sure. Um, not interested in laying these points, but go, Trey, Lance. I hope you make – I hope you have a tremendous – Debut young man on the way. He's to my, a nobody cares. Season. He's my fantasy quarterback in my big league. So I'm uh, Niners closed. Nine, Niners got steamed out to nine last year on the close, and they conceded 16 points in the fourth quarter, including two touchdowns under two minutes to play. <laughs> that Dan got Campbell backdoored. Can't stop, won't they stop backdoored. They backdoored. Yeah. Good shit. <clears throat> Pittsburgh Cincy, you guys um, set up here? Our other, uh, this is the one where, like, hey, if you see a preview that doesn't mention the Super Bowl hangover, I guess they're not doing it right. So I'll mention the Super Bowl hangover. I hate it because it's it's a thing that's using a bunch of different teams in a bunch of different situations over a big period of time. So to get a big sample using teams that played before the two-point conversion was brought back and before passing was is you know what it is today so hate it but at the same time the Bengals have been keyed in as a regression candidate we pointed out that maybe they're regression proof because of the strengths and weaknesses their strengths are in the right spot they have a guy at the most important spot on the field they have a really good passing scheme with the three best as far as 1 2 3 goes receivers in the league and a couple of uh, a couple of spots, especially your your RB one 
is a big part of the passing offense. He can also run it a bit. The defense was bright in some spots, still problematic at some. And really the biggest glaring hole to this team is likely not a glaring hole anymore. They did some things to help this offensive line. And I, I get it. And again, we are facing a, this is finally a home favorite. Like this, this would be a spot where I, I'm thinking about it. And yes, they drafted a kicker and we panned them. Everyone panned them for it. And that's kind of a little bit of one of those dumb, intangible things, even though it's very tangible. He is a real person. You could touch him if you're near him. Don't do that. It's rude. <laughs> but Evan McPherson Point is a very good kicker. And that's a that's going to be a big part of this, too. So I don't know. I uh, what do you what do you think of this one? And then again, uh, the Steelers. Yeah, it depends how you feel. I think how you feel about the Steelers is how do you feel about Mitch Trubisky here? Uh, well, the Bengals had the Steelers number last year in two head-to-heads. Um, they picked apart that defense with their trio of wide receivers. But really, I felt like those games were dictated more by the Bengals turned Ben Roethlisberger into a meme. You remember, like the Ben Roethlisberger as a twenties, like you know, uh, you know oh god, were they, they made it. Oh, they made it hysterical. into like a, uh, a oh, talkie. Yeah. A talkie. It was so priceless, and it was p- such a perfect encapsulation of what Roethlisberger did in those games. And really, I think that spoke to just what was the strength of the Bengals' defense, which was giving limited quarterbacks a difficult time. And I would expect that to be sort of the name of the game here. Um, Bengals' offense, I would expect to look a little bit, a little crusty, a little, uh, a little rusty, because we just didn't see a ton of Joe Burrow at practice in the preseason because of the appendix thing and whatever else was going on with them physically. Um, so it may take sunglass. them a little while to find you sunglasses. Oh, okay. Um, may take them a little while to find some, you know, find their groove, find some chemistry. So like a 24 to 13 kind of a game seems reasonable to me. Um, I think ultimately the, you know, by my power numbers, I would have made this a six point game and a 44 point total. Um, so hair to the under and spot on Chris's uh, side right now. So no bet for me. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to watch to see any signs of, uh, you know, breakout for Cincinnati because I have now a pretty strong position on them to do some awesome shit. So let's go Bengals. Let us go Bengals. And yeah, I'm, I'm fine with these numbers, not betting the game. I'll look at a, Again, again, so much of it depends on if because the talent, the talent is there on the Steelers roster. They have talent in numerous positional groups, but this defense was a little overrated last year. And again, if you go back and look at some metrics overall for the season, this defense was getting a lot of love because it had a guy with 22 and a half sacks and he was defensive player of the year. And that's nice, but kind of a middle-of-the-pack defense overall for a lot of the stats that I think that matter. So I think the Bengals put it up hard. If I had to bet anything here, it would be like Bengals team total over. I love it. Um, I mean, what what are we looking at there? Like a 25, 26? I'd take 24 and a half, right? Sure. I'd, I'd make it a little higher. It's going to be higher. It's going to be like 26. The, and the thing mm-hmm. is, like, the legal books have the freaking 
I gotta just pull up. Like, they generally teams. shade to the over on the team totals yeah. too. If you didn't already know that. Um, okay. And yes, credit words to Trubisky does have an MVP award. Oh, he, he is lost, the MVP. I think. I don't <laughs> think the true. Bears won that game. They did the not. The Nickelodeon they did not viewers cover, that night voted him think. in. I don't even think they covered. Um, let's no, keep moving. Philly Deet. Uh, big uh, mover. Two favorite kids. Big mover in the preseason run-up. And not to the side, but to the total. Uh, at one point, oh so million, many millions of years ago, you could have bet this over at like 44, right? 46, I think you could have gotten at one point. Um, it's up to 48 and a half. It's been pretty much one-way movement. There's been a t- teensy-weensy bit of buyback at 49. Uh, but this is one of the over-darlings uh, of some of the professional groups out there, apparently. Um, Eagles at four has been sort of bouncing around in the dead zone there. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of people making a strong case that the Eagles, this is a good spot to lay the four with the Eagles, despite uh, as strong as they have kind of been market-wide. I don't know if you noticed this, Sandy, but the Eagles used to be like three to one to win the NFC East, and they are going to go off as a faves in the plus 100 range. Uh, so that is some serious market coming to the table for this Eagles team. Yet this has come down from five and a half back in June to four. So not necessarily commensurate with the market overall sentiment that this team is for real, which tells you that there's a little bit of a Detroit tax in this game, in my opinion. I think there's been a lot of people who have kind of really made strong cases that Detroit is being under uh, you know, overlooked as a dark horse in the NFC, which I am on board with. Um, I'm most, but I'm not getting involved with this game from a betting standpoint. I am very, very excited to see what happens though, because yeah. this will set up something awesome in week two, one way or the other. I want to know why what... I'm going to Vegas. They have more, TV. <laughs> they have more TVs than me. Well, like, I need to, I need to yeah. get set up. So here's, TV so here's the million dollar question. You ready for this? Are you more inclined to sell high on whichever team wins or buy low on whichever team loses in week It's two? a really tough question to answer without watching the game. Like if if Goff is just dreadful for no reason, not like, oh, he had pressure in his face all day and maybe the offensive line isn't as good as we thought. You know, there's a lot of – it's very, very hard to answer that without watching. But if both teams – battle it out and there isn't some clear like oh this is a lot worse than i thought it was going to be from this team they just play well and you know one team will have to lose unless it ties which would be even funnier (laughs) i i think you know i think i'm fine buying low on a on a team that loses a competitive game and doesn't piss their pants to lose it they are just beaten they don't lose the game they're beaten by the other team especially yeah. if it is the lions maybe in some a few different ways to look at that so I the am, offensive line yeah. for the lions is probably question mark number one i want to see what they do with the passing game because of the switch at coordinator and what they're deciding to do with the play calling uh, duties this year that's question number two i want to see and then just if the defense gives us anything especially in the secondary that's big the Eagles, I mean, everything is Hurts and AJ. Like, if that connection clicks right away, I guess watch out NFC East. Um, I'm hopeful. I, I, and again, 
I'm I'm more inclined to sell high on whatever team covers convincingly in this game if somebody does. Um, the uh, and that's the thing. Like if the Lions piss their pants and the Eagles win, but they didn't look that good, maybe there's a spot to be looking at a you know some Cowboys futures or. I was thinking or, more or specifically week two. Monday Night Just, Football is Vikings right now plus two and a half in Philly. A nice setup. A nice setup for a spot where if the Vikings can't get it done against the Pack and the Eagles thunderfuck the Lions, you get a little three and a half. Maybe goes across three. Any chance? It yeah, is, that's, is, that's is, a look. That's a look. It's a chance. Okay. Okay. So. That would be nice. Um, alternatively, I would love for the Lions to win. Uh, and then we can, you know, I can I can recoup some of the uh, the lost uh, opportunity. I can boom value, right? Boom value. I can boom value some Eagles uh, if they lose outright. An Eagles win by three would make me very frustrated because that means we'd get nothing. <laughs> nothing happens. Um, so with that, let's continue to move on to New England at Miami. Dan jumped ahead one. I'm fine talking about New England, Miami. You want to go Baltimore Jets or New England, Miami? No, I, I don't even care if it's on the screen. I, rotation order means something where I grew up. Okay. And New it's England. fine. We'll, we'll get there. Um, at Miami. New England, the biggest, I guess, biggest news out of this game was that New England went down there ripe and early. They went down plenty early to get ready, to get acclimated to – the heat, the humidity, the people uh, are determined to take bath salts and commit crazy crimes and get in the paper. So the prep makes sense. I'm still just so out on what this team is deciding to do in Mac Jones's sophomore year, and I, I won't. I likely won't bet this um, game. Just looking at. Uh, the the question marks surrounding this that the other thing and I don't know if Stinky Two is ever going to fix what he's doing. Like uh, I want to get involved in this game, but the, the question marks are big and they're nasty and they're both around the most important position on the field. And I'm I'm fine. I'm fine not betting this and just watching this. Really paying attention to some of the form stuff you're seeing from Tua and. Uh, I don't understand the move unless it's just a, a straight up Patriots fade. I don't think there's people with big money that came in hard and said, like, we believe in Tua now, finally, and push this number to where it is right now. I I don't disagree with the move, maybe. They're the home team and they have the better ceiling with their quarterback. They have the much better offensive weapons. They absolutely went in on this offseason. And if Tua isn't stinky, this team is good. But I can't tell you that for sure. So I think the Dolphins win. I think the Dolphins likely cover. But I, I don't want to be sitting there at halftime as a multiple-year member of the Stinky Tua club and saying, I just bet on Stinky Tua with money, like real yeah. money. And I'm mad about <laughs> it here. Because the Patriots, if nothing else, still have a good defensive scheme they can put in place. Matthew Judon's great. This defense maybe doesn't take till the middle of the year to get right. This defense is maybe pretty decent right off the bat. So, I don't know. Your thoughts? Uh, we've seen the betting market go through three 
in two floor for for two Florida teams. One of them is supporting the Jaguars. The other is fading Bill Belichick. So my only logical conclusion is that there is a wicked strain of meth ripping up and down the state of Florida right now. That's the only conclusion I can come to. Um, I'm being facetious. Uh, there, the fact that there was enough support to get this to three from two and a half was interesting to me. Like I caught my Best attention, obviously. The fact that it's now three and a half, almost flat, is not something I ever would have predicted. Um, as the preseason has gone on, I'm stocked down on New England, but I'm stocked down on Miami. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure uh, what's going on here. The move to the over, I do agree with. Um, I think there are a lot of tangible angles that point to this being a higher scoring game than the opener. I played 43, I played 43 and a half back in the beginning of August here. I'm saying that that used to be the total, but it was, I promise I'm not lying. It is now 46 and a half. I think this hit 47, bounced its head off 47 as somebody, you know, decided that was the inflection point in the market. And so 46, 46 and a half seems to be likely where we close. My fare in this one is 47 and a half. So I think there's still some small value to the over, but I'm not like advocating running out and backing that. My over case is pretty straightforward here. I think New England's secondary is a huge problem. Uh, and I think that New England's offense is being treated like an afterthought when in reality there's there's at least competency at the quarterback position there, right? So it's not yeah, he, to there me. There was never a game where like Mac Jones is just pooping his pants and giving this game away. No. Like there were games where like, hey, they aren't asking him his, to do shit. And you can argue till you're blue and you can argue till you're blue in the face that his ceiling is not as high as the other guys that he was taken with, but you can't argue that he has a, some sort of trap door is going to open. He's going to fall through the floor, and this is going to be a. If you hung a, a chandelier on that ceiling, it's sitting on the floor. <laughs> yes, like, we know yeah, he is. He is. I think we know what we have, and yeah, maybe narrow maybe distribution there. I think if we're wrong about either the floor or the ceiling, it's more likely the ceiling. I, oh yeah, for sure. And no, maybe he's sure. maybe he makes one of these jumps. There's quarterback coaches yeah. and yeah. personal trainers out there. I don't know, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm the, the offensive coordinator situation is obviously a odd. red flag. It's odd. It's weird. Um, it's like that I red think, flag tweet people were making the meme. Yeah, like, there's when it's when he's oh when when he's a ten out of ten Hall of Fame coach, but he doesn't understand how to hire an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is so that's but that's more of like a season long, like what happens. Um, the idea that they're not going to have a plan for how to attack a Miami defense that they that Miami's defense is going to take a step backwards this season. Don't make any don't make any mistake there. Like the Brian Flores was specifically uh, a d brilliant matchup for his counterpart in Josh McDaniels over the last couple of seasons and got great performances out of that Miami defense specifically against this Patriots team. Um, I think that's going to take a big step backwards when, in his absence. And I think Miami's defense in general is probably bottom half of the NFL now. I think the up and downs of the Byron Joneses and the Xavier Howards you've seen over the years is real. I think they do have solid uh, safety who's up and coming um, in uh, Javon Holland. But there are still huge questions about the pass rush on this team. Huge questions for me about the uh, linebacking core on this team. And I think the Patriots are going to be able to 
you know, sustain drives and score points. This to me seems more like a, a game where we're going to see uh, uh, both teams exceed their potential. And that is because Miami's passing offense is going to be able to pick on a, sh- on a lousy secondary for uh, new England. And because new England, not only, and actually this hasn't been talked about a ton, but what they're trying to do from an offensive scheme standpoint, that's different than last year is a lot more. There you're going to see more plays faster pace and more throwing the ball all of that leads to more stoppages even if they're incomplete more points and uh you know kind of a shoot them out type of contests more so than yeah even anything. three and outs three and outs with three incomplete passes those are good for points too because <laughs> uh, yeah yeah the time the time taken off is just minimal there that's right it might ultimately be an ugly game but 27 20 gets it there the uh, 24-23 gets it there. Um, the scenario is, I yeah. see, and I, I agree with you on the Miami step back. I don't think it's instant, though, on defense. And I think this pass rush still will be okay against this offensive line, which I don't have ranked terribly high. Um, I, if they're able to pressure Mac, it, we might see the, you know, the Patriots struggle to get to what they need to score to get to this total. But I agree, Miami's going to get there somehow. So I, I do lean Miami in this one. I, I forgot Byron Jones is on the pup, this. by the way. Um, you got so Byron Jones is on the pup, Xavier Howard, good, but in inconsistent. And what I think Brian Flores bought, brought to the table more than anything as a coach wasn't even scheme. He was a very, very good developer of the young players they drafted. And now that he was not there for this offseason to continue those guys' growth, I think is a red flag. Uh, without looking, but they have you know, no incentive to lose this game now that the coach ain't getting paid to lose them. That's a fair point. Uh, they that did retain their fair. defensive coordinator Josh Boyer, but I always, I will, I will always think of him as the North South Dakota School of Mines guy. Uh, in my mind, that, that that's that's him, and you know that that's my uh, uh, ex- expectation there. Let's move on to uh, Baltimore Jets. I can. Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore does not have a wide receiver. And that's an interesting strategy to go into the season with. And now we have the drama surrounding the contract. And they are still seven-point road favorites because they're playing one of the one of the bad rosters in the league, one of the worst teams. And I talked to somebody about this yesterday, and I said, man, if I'm betting the Ravens, taking the Ravens and Survivor, teasing them, just a fan of the Ravens. I'd rather see Zach Wilson. (laughs) Joe Joe Flacco, at this point in his career, for a game or two, can give you middle-of-the-pack quarterback play. And I I would have much rather seen Zach Wilson here. I don't know what to make of uh, what the Jets are going to do with this and the fact that it it might be up to four weeks at this point. But... um, I do think the the weird part about Baltimore is like the games they win, they might have to just run for 250 yards as a team. This might be a spot where they can do it. So uh, this could be a really, really horrible game to watch. And I don't know if this totals uh, low enough because, you know, we, we went over the Baltimore defense and what they bring and it's, but it's still the jets. It's still the jets. And then, um, man, do we get the Flacco 80-yard pass interference play? Like, we do not. 
that's a, uh, this that's is a, that's a thing that happens. You so asked I, I don't. I, I'd love to know what the game plan going to be. With hey, we have to put Joe Flacco out there. Like he's been around, he gets it. I don't think they're going to have to simplify or anything. But yeah. I don't. I don't know what my game plan would be. Putting the players they have out there, putting that roster out there against a decent yeah. team. I'm not sure what you see from this Jets offense or what the game plan is. It might be one of those where they just, hey, we have the rookie running back who's actually second on the depth chart. We have two what we feel are okay running backs. Do we try to shorten this game, keep it close, keep their offense off the field? Like because we're starting a backup quarterback and we're in the spot where our like might be where I go with this. And again, to me, between that and Baltimore going to be the opposite of Miami where the clock will always be running after a play because it was a short pass over the middle or it was a run up the gut or a quarterback keeper. Like It's not college. Clock don't stop on a first down, guys. So I, I do think maybe this total could be a little lower. Andy, it could be a lot lower. Yes. This should be. This is, this is one that I do. It should be 41. It should be 41. Thank you. I'm glad we agree on this because we haven't talked about it. What is going on here? <laughs> Why is this, this one a bit now? today? Um, and I, it, okay. it's let's let's just agree that you made the case, so I don't need to go above and beyond. This is an underspot. This has twenty three seven written all over it, or twenty three three. I mean, like the like the Jets team total under is probably a decent look for secret pod play. We'll we'll revisit this at the end. Uh, it's going to be like eighteen ish. How are the Jets getting twenty against that defense at full strength? How? How's this happening? Uh, you're exactly right. Also, that the offense may shorten the, shorten the um, you know just in general shorten the uh, try to shorten the game. This may be the first one that's done on Sunday, right? Like this is probably the first game that's in the books. I would guess. Um, two questions for you. You made the point about Joe Flacco being confirmed in over Zach Wilson. That was not a sure thing. T- trust me. Everyone, I we know a lot of Jets leak like a. There were people just saying Wilson's good to go. Jets leak. Jets him. the Jets leak like a like a um, like a sieve, and there was no word that this was going to be four weeks until today. Yet, okay. Do you see the market reacted? One cent. <laughs> there was a one cent move when the news hit the wire, and then it actually went two cents the other direction. So we are now currently. You can now bet the Jets one cent better than you could before it was confirmed that Flacco was going to be, uh, you know, Flacco was going to be the, uh, the starting quarterback here, which is just hysterical. So basically Flacco is one cent better than Wilson, apparently, or Flacco is one cent better than uh, 50, 50. Uh, either way, that's an unbelievable that we are here. Um, I think this was an underlook with Wilson. I think it's even more of an underlook with Flacco. Flacco did not look good to me at all. All right. Fuck it. In the preseason. Um, putting it in. So four here's four and a half still widely okay. available. We're we're there. We're we're there. I'm in there with you. Um, I got to ask you about the pass interference comment you made. Broadly, there's been over bets over you know in in week one compared to the openers. I think you would say that there's it could that could just be people are enthusiastic about offenses because of the way that teams are rostered and all the young, good offensive players and how good a bunch of rookies, wide receivers looked in, in preseason, who knows. 
but it could also be that in general that there is a macro mispricing of totals because of the because of the defensive um, uh, penalty change in emphasis. What is your yeah. understanding of that change, and do you think there is a macro angles to the overs broadly that we should at least keep in mind before firing unders? Um, I never know how to feel about these rule changes. I do know that sometimes it sticks and they are consistent. Sometimes it doesn't, but in both of those cases, it is emphasized in week one at least. So I think you should heed it in the short term and see where it goes. Okay. Uh, what is the rule because, change itself because I think exactly? They see, like, like if if, the, if there's enough uh, overreaction from the fans, the media, if it's you know when they make a rule change and it's instantly bashed for how it's been employed on like not just people bitching on twitter but on like a mainstream halftime or you know post-game sports mainstream halftime handicapping podcast is yeah like I say, um. <laughs> tony dungy's mad about it you know this is uh yeah. you know this is a spot where they might send the refs another letter but like hey dial that back about 50 percent, guys what do you th- do you know what problem they were trying to solve never do they're, pro- they're all solving a problem that doesn't exist. Like my wife. I guess, like, because I could see it cutting both ways, which is why I haven't done anything macro with this. If yeah, it's I'm, literally, I'm it could literally, it could extend drives because they're calling a bunch of shorter penalties, but it could all absolutely, uh, you know, turn down how many big over the top DPIs you see, right? Yeah. And it's funny that uh, I like that you brought up the Flacco. Because I think you're right on that. So, which I I want to see that. I don't I don't like that play. It's one of those where you're hey you're happy if it happens to you, but overall it's not great for viewing. No, no, so. that's not why you tune in. You don't tune in to watch the zebras. All right, a little under for me in the uh, Ravens Jets. You probably you probably shouldn't tune in to watch the Jets either. <laughs> I'm gonna watch a little of this. I want to see how I want to okay. see the Ravens offense. Okay. Um, Jacksonville okay. Washington. You are asked to lay points. With a bad quarterback who struggled against this team twice last year when he was with the Colts, with a better coaching staff, uh, better offensive line, uh, playing indoors, and that Jacksonville team was led by an absolute goofball. Now the Jags are probably a little more ship shape. This is like the end of stripes where Bill Murray gets them all into shape and they do that uh, awesome marching around razzle dazzle like i expect the jaguars to maybe the jaguars doesn't translate on the win-loss record i expect them to be a little more disciplined and play a lot better this year this is a this is a game that again you don't want to watch this from a standpoint of getting excited to watch this football game but there's a good many questions we need answered about the jaguars and probably a little bit for the commanders too because we saw this last year with wince where they managed a game around him mm-hmm. said, let's, let's build this game plan out where he can't screw it up for us. Use our other strengths, use our all world running back. Mm. And don't get me wrong. Washington has some good running backs. One of them's injured, um, but it's not Jonathan Taylor. It's certainly not Naeem Hines. It's certainly not this offensive line. So I'm very cold on the commander's offense. And they're another one of those with, Hey, there's some really good flash pieces on this D and it can play well, but the defense being middle of the pack is well within the realm of possibilities. I'm cold on the commanders. I'm tentatively 
warm on the Jags and uh, you want to tease a Jaguars team on the road here. <laughs> Maybe I'm not, I'm not super excited here. No, no. If you have any kind of bullish feelings about the Jaguars, you've already bet them. Right. I, I mean, everybody. Super Bowl. <laughs> I think. You made me. I think. I, yeah. Well, it was bad. It was a terrible price. Was, you got. You probably have cash out equity right now before they've even played a game that you should think about if you play. It's like my Gonzaga um, ticket. They want to buy that <laughs> Only back. one. Only one. I know. Um, I take it too. <laughs> uh, so. In general, the bet was Jaguars three and a half or money line at the earlier price. Um, I would look for, I would still look for money line here. I think this is a 50 50 game. Plus, money on the money line is bettable. Um, I think the Jaguars are a volatile or by variance team in terms of what you're going to get out of them early in the season because of the youth of Lawrence, because of the uncertainty around what that offensive system is going to look like, because it may take a little while for team guys, you know, guys to find their roles and responsibilities in the receiving room. But if they do it out of the gate, they're going to be great in this game and they're going to win going away. If I don't think it makes any sense at all to take Jaguars plus the points in this one a two and a half not enough uh to get involved if you miss the four you miss the three you miss the three and a half take the money line there's plenty of um maybe and maybe it needs updating but I read a pretty good article that I trusted the numbers in and it was basically if your team is plus two two and a half one one and a half it almost uh, in the long term it does make more sense to just play that money line those numbers land so infrequently. Yeah. The push probabilities are not enough to make up for laying the juice rather than getting as much as plus 125, plus 130 on the money line. Andy, you know what? And the total's you, low. You know, and you know, there's one other key reason that you put that conclusion on steroids for this game. There is a huge amount of uncertainty early in the season with who these teams are. Mm-hmm. Priors are weak or soft, at least. Yeah, and these these numbers, yeah, these the, lines the, are probably the, weak the, compared the, to what we'll see know, in if this weeks. If, if this was Jaguars at Commanders two and a half in week fifteen, and we had fourteen weeks, of, you know, thirteen games of Trevor Lawrence under our belts, and we knew exactly how he was functioning in the Detroit in the in the Peterson uh, system, then maybe we'd feel like two and a half is probably a good line as opposed to money line. Like there, this these teams could turn into teams that you feel like you have a dead read on. In which point. If you think it should be three and it's two and a half, you lay the two and a half, or you think it should be one and a half and it's two and a half, you take the two and a half. That could ultimately be where you get, where you end up with certain teams as we get deeper into the season, with the lower total uh, and with the um, uh, you know with the softer priors, particularly considering these two teams with new quarterbacks. I think this is money line, great look still, uh, and uh, I would stop playing it if it gets out of plus money range. Agreed. Lean Jags, especially straight up. If you really like it, I bet you could go find a Jags minus three, 200 or plus Ooh, 200. Something that, that's embracing variance. That is what we're talking about. That's that's how you want to do. Sell some points. Sell, sell, sell. It's all got to go. Yeah. Never right. tease across zero. Probably can pr- please across zero, though. Although this pleases you. can absolutely you the, please across pleases zero. Pleases you over three. I, would encourage so. it. Uh, I don't know if I'm pleasing right. over three. 
Panthers, what's the best, Browns. What's the best number to please on? Plus three and a half? I, I that think takes we you determined, to minus two and a half. I, d- I think we determined it was, yeah, three and three and a half. Three and three and a half takes you right to the field goal on the other side. Yeah, gets you gets you from the field yeah. goal to the field goal. Because guess what? The most the two most uh the two most likely outcomes in that game are the Jags win by three and the commanders win by three. <laughs> so Yeah, you're covering like a fifth yeah. of all outcomes with that. So yeah. Yep. Dan, Dan's been dirty. Cleveland at Carolina, not the quarterback matchup we would have thought as little as 12 months ago, but here we are. I guess we would have said Baker Mayfield's involved in this game, and he is on the other sideline. Jacoby Brissett will start, obviously, for 12-ish weeks with the bye in there, 11 games, as that was our suspension for the, I don't know if we're going to, do we have a name for it? Ejaculate Gate? Creep gates. I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> all those stories are so grody. Just a grody, grody deal. We'll hopefully we're just done talking about that for a while. Um, and Panthers are bet out to two and a half here. The total is 42. This is one I did bet yesterday, too. I don't know if you maybe you oh. want to you want to kind of talk in this game. Maybe you can guess. Yeah. But uh, uh, just quick, Darnold is injured for a while, so it's he doesn't have that. I knew in my heart of hearts he was going to be named the starter. You don't give that up and not, you know, and then do a quarterback competition. Ah, we didn't like him, I guess. <laughs> but I was a little worried about him having to look over his shoulder a little after he just went through. You might not like Baker Mayfield, but he got the shaft there. Like he was still on the roster and they traded for a much better quarterback. That's what the team thinks of you. Like that can't feel good. So, I mean, that has to be fucking with his psyche a little. And um, we brought this up in the previews as well. Jacoby Brissett, not a horrible quarterback, and he's about to step into the best offense. You know, you don't know if you got a good race car driver until you put him in a real fast car. So, Jacoby Brissett, I don't have high, high, high hopes for, but I have high hopes for him to manage what's around him and play okay in the games that they can win because they have a doozy of a schedule across the first 10 games with uh, some really absolutely almost unwinnable games with a backup. It feels like you got to get these ones that you can, if you want to hand the keys over to Deshaun later in the year and have any chance at the playoffs, your thoughts on this one, Drew. I'm annoyed by the market. I'm holding a garbage ticket on Brown's money line at a terrible price. Um, the market Ooh, quick timeout on that. Yeah, go ahead. I try I bet this game. Yeah. Screwed it all up. Did not bet it. I bet their whatever week preseason game that won. Oh, you did? And then I'm like, because it cashed. I'm like, why why did I have this oh. as my winners? I'm like, oh, I bet the wrong game. And then by that time, I'm like, man, do I even want to bet that game? Because the market was kind of moving that way anyway. I'm like, should I just wait? I, and then now at this point, I've just washed my hands of it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I bet this game when word came out that Watson was going to appeal the suspension. I was like, oh, he might get a stay of execution here and actually be the starter week one, in which case the Browns are going to be like five-point favorites. So I'm just going to go bet whatever I can on the money line right now. Uh, that was stupid in hindsight. <clears throat> I regret that. I could be baking a, I could have made a better bet this moment uh, at plus money 
on the money line. Um, I wouldn't, <laughs> but I could. Uh, and I think, I, I guess my general read here is there are people that are going to talk about this game and make this about Baker Mayfield revenge against the Browns for some reason. Like he has some sort of a revenge angle on the Browns, even though like I think every team in their right mind would have evaluated his performance last season and moved on. Um, and again, I think the Browns were a, a team built to win last year, not win the title, but at least compete, at least get the playoffs, at least get, get to week two of the playoffs again. Um, High up on the disappointment rankings last year. Right. And so there they were like the last season of the game. Of there may be, there may be one man in Carolina blue with an ax to grind in this game, but there are 52 that are wearing Cleveland Browns uniforms. that have an ax to grind in this game uh, because Mayfield legitimately kept them from their potential from reaching their potential. And um, I don't think he was well liked in that locker room. And I think in general, the Browns would love to send a message uh, to him and to Panthers in general. And, the Panthers are market are a market up team broadly. Like people have somehow evaluated how their offseason and preseason went and said that this is a team that's on the come up. Not even just I want to fade the Bucks and I'm not sure how else to do it. I'll guess I'll back the Panthers, but literally like they somebody out there likes what they see out of Matt Rule and company. Um, I will remind all of those people that Ben McAdoo is the offensive coordinator and that Baker Mayfield is the quarterback. And that there are still very sincere questions about some of the players on this offensive side of the football here, uh, particularly the offensive line. So um, if the Browns are generating pressure and if the Browns can do a decent job in the secondary covering Mayfield's first read, then I think the Browns can hold the Panthers to a very low, low, low score here, at which case you literally are asking Jacoby Brissett to be efficient enough to get you a couple field goals and a touchdown in this game, and you're trying to win like 13-10. What's your read? I disagree with all of that. I played the over. Oh, you like the over? Oh, interesting. You don't think this is the Browns defense getting revenge? <clears throat> no, and the Browns defense are another one too, where it's you think of a defense and you think of some big names, but susceptible, especially in some spots. And I was a little sketched out by Baker not having a ton of time to prep with this, but I like this offense. Like, I like this Carolina yeah. offense. I think this is going to be a fun offense that we don't get to see in the playoffs because the defense probably just isn't quite there. And this is a really, really good receivers room. And if they if they can get anything out of that, I mean, they really, really, really probably screwed up when they went with Sam Darnold. Like that was a just complete lost year. Obviously Baker wasn't available last year, but they probably should have gone a different direction there. And I really like this offense right now because it's healthy. You have mm -hmm. the best you have the best offensive player in the league in your backfield for now. Again, he's not guaranteed, nor do mm -hmm. I think he'll finish the season. You have three good receivers. You have a comp the offensive line. I should look where I have them ranked now. I was going to say we're we're getting there. That was that was one of the worst for what three four years. I think look at that. I have them twenty second right now. Twenty second, twenty third. They're on the come up, just like Francis TFO. Mm -hmm. And I think this offense will click. And the same thing with the Browns. I I really think that both offenses have the advantage. 
it's uh, I'm not a really big Amari Cooper guy, but again, this is the fastest car Jacoby Brissett's ever driven. They have two running backs that are not just grind it out, hammer it up the middle, guys. You have some finesse there. You have multiple people who can catch the pass out of the backfield on both sides. I think there's just so many options for this offense, and it's it was 41 and a half yesterday. It's ticked up a little at Bookmaker. I'm not saying I'm, I'm crushing it on the CLV, but it is up to 42 flat now. I'm if you're going to play it. an over, you got this has got to be your, your market you're shopping in, in my opinion, week one. So Yeah. So I yeah I hope it's not an ugly I can I'm not saying I can't see that but boy just the, the way these offenses are rostered they're rostered to score against teams that you know maybe aren't going to be able to cover the middle of the field as well teams that don't have uh, just a, a plethora in the defensive secondary mm. I think these teams are going to score I think this is a fun I think this is a low key sneaky fun game okay and I have no idea who wins. Okay, so um, fun fact for you, Ben McAdoo, mm-hmm. uh, born in Homer City, um, so he's a Homer City guy. Uh, the his ascension to head coach of the Giants was via offensive coordinator role under Tom Coughlin, and he just got elevated within. Um, his firing by the Giants, which came after two years, and really like kind of. Horrible. At the time was, at the hop, at the time was dis, dis, that was like a disruption, right? They, like the yeah. Giants are like, no, we don't fire guys after two. Okay, fine, we fire, we fine, we'll do it. Now it's the norm in New York, New York, but it is what it is. Um, that ultimately was because the team quit on him because they didn't like him. I think. <laughs> I mean, they weren't like especially stinking under him, and so maybe there's some something there in terms of his scheme could still apply. In the current NFLs, you know, he was at he had he had Eli yeah, Manning, I, the riding course. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and like plant my flag in McAdoo's hair, <laughs> but he is one that felt like he is just a really shitty leader. Like this guy could yeah, probably sure. coordinate as right. much as we were, you know, we ripped on him when he was a head coach. So I, I, I have a hat. I, I just didn't wear it because my hair was looking nice today. M, this is for Mexico. Uh, these are the hats they wore in the uh, World Baseball Classic. Oh, wow. It's not true. I didn't know it. <laughs> I didn't know what this brand was. I don't golf that much, and uh, now I can't go and not buy a golf hat. But Well, McAdoo stops after he got fired. He took uh, a three-year sabbatical and then came back as the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback's coach for one what? year until they changed regimes. And then last year, he was a consultant for the Dallas Cowboys. So we still don't really know if what he has in store. I love, I love the three-year sabbatical. It's the, uh, what does it mean? <laughs> Went to all Kerouac on everyone's ass for a while. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Joe, Joe Judge. Yeah, they've had a bunch of bad coaches there. But yeah, regardless, I played this over. Hopefully it keeps okay. picking up. All right, I'll cheer for you in spirit, but I'm not getting involved there. Um, I can't get involved on the side. All right, Colts, Texans. Colts, Texans took a big swat of money two days ago. Pushed this down quite a bit. So, I don't know, your thoughts on the move, first off the bat. It was the right directional move, because I think this was Texans or pass, but Godspeed to whoever did that. (laughs) I mean, you're going to have... You're going to have yourself a hell of a Sunday uh, when you realize who you bet on. Um, 
I've caught whiffs in the media landscape of people being like, maybe the Texans aren't as bad as we think. And I keep coming back to this roster and being like, which part isn't as bad as we think. Uh, I think Davis Mills has been broadly overrated because people want to say something nice about the Texans and all they can point to was he wasn't a, you know, he wasn't a, a disaster last year. Um, but I don't see much there there. Uh, if they ultimately get a good year out of him, then so be it. But uh, this is a, a Lovey Smith experience, apparently, that we're going with this year in Houston. And uh, sign me out on that. Um, I think that the high spots for the Texans is probably your wide receiver room with Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. Brandon Cooks presumably gets wiped off the face of the earth by Stefan Gilmore in this game. So this is probably a good Nico Collins type of a game. If you're into the, uh, into the, if you only like playing overs in fantasy or props or whatever. Um, so I think the, in general, Davis Mills to Collins in comeback mode is probably what you're looking at for a lot of this game. Um, as much as I have huge questions surrounding some of the aspects of the Colts, none of it, is going to be tested by this defensive unit here. Um, Derek Stingley Jr. and Jalen Petrie may ultimately be very solid contributors. That's what you're hoping to get long-term out of this roster. But if they ultimately come in on week one of their first years and give you something amazing against Michael Pittman Jr., then God bless. Like That seems like a very tough ask uh, on top of the fact that this run defense had huge questions and um, they get to go against uh, you know Jonathan Taylor who's in year three and is on the ascension. So um, not understanding really what the case is for taking the points with Houston other than they are a home dog in division. Um, then that's a weak I think case. That's it. Like, well, it's a home dog in division early in the year. A lot of uncertainty. New quarterback at the other coach. They lost the coordinator, and the number was too big. Like, I think it was just a number grab and fine. Uh, fine. Total, I thought was originally was too low. I thought this was going to be a great sneaky overlook. Um, got blasted from 44 to 46 and a half. Or excuse me, for hit it. This this one also hit its head on forty seven, and that was the buy. That was the inflection point. I'm going to use inflection point a lot this year. I think talking about the market. Um, the inflection point was forty seven. I don't think that gets back to forty seven. I think this is going to stay right where it is at forty five and a half, forty six until we kick off. And in general, I don't love. Gress Bradley in the defense for the Colts long term this season. But if you're telling me that they can hold a 21 point first half lead and keep this into the 27 to 10 type of final score, won't be suppressed. So easy one to pass. And also, it's a better teaser like now than it was. But for some reason, people aren't interested in teasing the Colts here. How about you, Andy? I don't hate it. Yeah, it, of the four. Uh, the four ways the Wong works. You have the home dog, the home favorite, the away way dog, away favorite. The worst of the four is the road favorite. And that's there is something to be said. It's not like it's orders of magnitude worse, but it is the worst. It's the toughest. Um, last Question. point on this before we move on, because yeah. I don't really have an opinion. The Colts have lost eight straight week ones. They've lost like 11 out of 12. Uh, Frank Reich has never won a week one as a head coach 
and all of them but one mm. he was favored in of the last four. The and the other one was like basically a pick 'em where they were maybe a one point dog. I just can't get started. Is there any signal that signal. eventually signal? I think that's they something lose outright, and, but yeah. I think he knows. Like no, has I has to know it. I'm some being point. Like, if you don't couldn't tell, I'm being facetious. I I they, I, I think there's I think I, there's have, a scope. They have of mentioned signal. it. They've mentioned it all camp though. Like internally, they are like that, that's what I'm saying. I think there's enough get signal where it, it works again. in reverse. Like, where yeah, he's yeah, like, I mean, all yeah. right, we have to fucking figure this out. We can't yeah, start no, in a hole again. No, I, the idea that they come out uh overlooking their opponent again, I find tough, tough to buy. Um which brings us to the key question about this game. Are the Colts the correct pick for Survivor? Um, it sucks. There it's a couple of road teams we're looking at, but Colts and Niners are up there, and I'm leaning Niners just because of how direct of talent the uh, Bears are and how much I like. Niners get Seattle. Rush. Niners get Seattle at home next week. As eight and a half point favorites potentially. Niners also get Atlanta in week six. Niners have some decent future value. Colts don't have much future value until week eighteen when they play the Houston Texans again. If you're keeping track at home, yeah, I don't. For some reason, I didn't want to use the Niners next week. I think next week I was looking at the my one Denver spot. Denver. Um, yeah, I think it's. I'm pretty high on Denver next week. Home really shitty oh, team having God, to go that's a good up. spot texans texans going up to denver next week was my survivor so i don't know. i i think there is enough signal where it it's maybe it's not predictive but it's maybe indicative of their prep heading into week one and they know about it so nice bounce spot for them here go 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 colts dude week three already looks like hell in survivor i know you're gonna have to play. You gotta Jet save. Blue Amigo gotta here save. says number one rule: save. not to pick a road team in Survivor in Week One. But man, find a home, find a home favorite. You like? You can't. This week. You can't take Cincy. So you need to save Cincy for Week Three. Week Three is is nasty. Week Three, your only, you know, decent favorites in Week Three are Jacks are Chargers hosting Jacksonville, and that even that feels like a <laughs> doesn't feel like a great great look, um, especially your after coming biggest off biggest of favorites AC at game. home are the Chargers or Miami. So uh, you essentially yeah. have to take a road favorite. Well, one, Tennessee. Is, this uh, is tough. You could, you could oh, Tennessee's five could, and a half. You could, bet against, you could bet against the Giants if you want. It's that's not, not horrible. So I think you, I think you have to save Cincinnati for week three. I think you go, char- you have to, because you, you have to, you have to save Cincinnati for week three because you have to save the Chargers for week four. Dude, Survivor's going to be tough as shit this year. This is going to be hard. This is going to be hard as hell. It's very, very difficult. Uh, yeah. All right. Bal- Speaking of the five and a half point, Baltimore is not. Point Baltimore is not bad this week, even though they're a road team. But they are. Baltimore is getting a ton of the. Baltimore is the leading pick right now in terms. That's what of I'm saying. Percentage. You have to pick a road favorite. I think unless you got sneaky, and use the Titans in one of these. The Titans I su- are. Yeah. Fuck. This is we're tough. Moving, we're moving. Okay, sorry. You're six weeks deep in Survivor, and we have a chart up on the screen. <laughs> Tennessee Titans are a five-point favorite. Saints, not a bad look. Um, Giants. The Giants, the Giants, the Giants. I was hopeful for this maybe rebuild, and I'm very maybe, not hopeful. Maybe next year. 
But the Titans are also a team who has decided that they just Probably they would year. like to ambush, sabotage their quarterback. Mm. Don't like this game at all. Don't want to no. bet this. Don't want to watch this. Don't even want to talk about this. I don't know like what your biggest thoughts are here, but there was a little bit of a move up um, out to like six, six and a half. I got bet back. The total hasn't probably caught any money, it seems like, or just sitting. And it's uh, is it obvious why this is a late game? Yeah, this is, a, this is an ugly one. Daniel Jones' option wasn't picked up for a reason. Uh, there's a bunch of young receivers there that I would love to see with a uh, come, you know, you know, competent quarterback, I guess. You have a, a bad starter, a dinged up backup. I just don't think we're going to see it for this year. I'd like to know what we have in Wandale and Tony and everything. And you have a really high end running back, and I don't know what we're going to see from this offense. So, a lot of question marks for the Giants. You bring in a brand new head coach going up against a Titans team that is uh, right up there with the Baltimore Ravens as far as uh, receiving cores. And then I think Tannehill's kind of on the out. So ugly, ugly, ugly game. Um, I lean under here. I, I lean a little bit towards maybe even the dog, but I can't pull the trigger on either of those. Way too high levels of uncertainty, and I don't have the answers to any of the questions to bet this. Yeah, you try to talk yourself into any unit in this game, and you talk yourself right out of it. Um, Sack one. <laughs> well, uh, I played the Giants at six and a half, and I regret it. I will probably buy out and shoot for you a good number. Six. Uh, I need the right price for six, but that's probably what I'm end up doing. Um, this feels like a field what are the, what are limits on the alt lines at circa or excuse me bookmaker so you got six and a half they'll take 2k on alts or they were at the time I was betting but They're they'll take 25,000 on alts so you so can buy out the um I don't really I don't the bookmaker doesn't really have limits like they'll take multi-click anything if that's they're not thing. and they're not always they're not always well, that's the thing you can bet moving. an awful lot on nfl and not watch it move a thing whereas yeah. i put 200 dollars on doubles match at the u.s open and it yeah was well three cents which one did you put which was the other the other day it was just laughing oh, okay. like I, I bet a doubles match for tomorrow i, I was curious if it was you see one. it'll always flash when you bet those. yeah 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 they, depending on which market sometimes they move sometimes they don't but for the most part nfl sides you can Safe price, uh, which is why they're marked. Why they, I respect their numbers the most, frankly. Um, I don't love this spot anymore. I think this is Giants or pass. I think it's under or pass. Um, but total seems to be settled in a fair place. Side seems settled in a fair place. So uh, we will see what we have with these two teams, and I will be uneasy and assume I will lose uh, my Giants price. But we'll see. Let's move on. To a game I'm very curious your thoughts on. Green Bay at Minnesota. Packers. He's their leg of the century two, we of are the year. Two, we are two years removed from the Packers going into Minnesota with a high-flying passing offense week one and just being unstoppable. And then we are one year removed from Aaron Rodgers 
quitting on his team in the offseason, coming back and getting his clock cleaned week one against the Saints. So weird stuff happens in week one. Um, but this, if I had to handicap this game, I see a Packers team that's going to be very strong in the run, very weak in the pass. I see a Vikings team that defense, their weaknesses going to be the run defense. They're going to be decent in the pass defense. And so it's kind of square peg, square hole for the Packers to play ball control if they can generate a lead. On the flip side, Minnesota's offense is looks like over the balance of the season, they are going to be a huge step forward, maybe a leap forward from what we've seen in years past. But against the Green Bay defense, this is a really, really tough test. Green Bay is going to have light personnel out there, which matches up well with what Kevin O'Connell wants to do. Green Bay's defense in general has feasted on the Rams type of scheme in years past. Uh, and so all told, this looks like an underplay. And as I look at what the market momentum has said, this has been a somewhat of a strong move to the under. I don't think it breaks up 30 through 47, um, but not that long ago, this was 48 and a half, 49. Uh, and now it is a true 47, actually shaded 47 to the under. Um, so this to me looks like one of the more professional and sharp moves of any of the total moves. And I think this is probably an under game based on matchup. What is your read? Yeah, I agree with the move. I'm pissed. I missed out at 49, 48, 47, yeah. probably still bettable. I, if, I it, played, if it does come some, to fruition, yeah. the game states you're describing, it is a snoozer. The only thing I worry about is there is a tail case that this Minnesota offense is just unlocked. Like, you know, like you, you finally, you finally, you know, find that one girl that's she's a little crazy. She, uh, you know, she gets you in trouble at parties, but boy, she just unlocks things for you. I'm talking sexually. <laughs> that's what I'm oh. thinking. I, th I think Kevin O'Connell might, you know, they, again, huge question mark. Didn't call plays. Don't know what we're getting. Hopefully we're getting the tendencies we saw from the Rams. And it could just be like, Jesus Christ, this team has a wealth of weapons. The offensive line has some continuity to it, or he's scheming around the weak parts of it. They have a, you know, there's a top five running back, a top three receiver. Thielen is a great compliment. You have Osborne and Rieger now. You have a tight end. Like, I'm worried that this Vikings offense is too good to get this one home at a lower number. That's again, that's probably an edge case week one, but I'm it may be part of this is just because I did my home draft in, uh, you know, back home with like 11 raging Vikings fans and we day drank for two days straight. And all I heard about was this sort of stuff, but it is, I think there's plenty of people that, uh, plenty of smart folks I know that bet, you know, Jefferson leading receiver, Jefferson offensive player of the year. Uh, Minnesota Vikings tickets to make the Super Bowl, make the win the NFC. Like this offense could be very good, and I don't believe this defense has a chance to be good. So I'm a little scared of this. I agreed with the move. I agree with your sentiment. I think those things are going to rear its head maybe a little deeper into the season. So we'll see. We'll see what the KOC. I'm going to definitely watch this. This is the late game. I'm more excited about this late game than KC at Arizona. I think you're going to 
win your bet by a million points there. <laughs> Arizona hasn't got so. Arizona um, hasn't had a, a ounce of good luck. So uh, Vikings love love the teaser leg. If there's sentiment to the under, and the one reason I'm worried about it is because the Vikings offense might thrash a little. How does that teaser lose? I guess then. So that's a great go. point, man. Uh, so. I love the Vikings. You don't buy your liquor the, at Target. I love the Vikings offense over the balance of the season, but this is yeah. To see it happen immediately would be death. very low. Yeah, this low is the matchup of death too. This is like the least excited I am to see the matchup against a given team. So we'll see. Great game though. Lean Packers like the under. KC at Arizona. You bet <clears throat> minus three. It's six at some places. <laughs> Kudos to you. That is the correct market sentiment. And then every CLB time you saw it move up, every time you saw it move, six hours later, more bad news for the Cardinals, a lot of injuries. Yeah, well, do you want to go through them real quick? I mean, just off the bat, their best receiver, and this is known for many, many, many moons, their best receivers out for a few games. J.J. Watts, is that, was it Hammy? Yeah. Is that we're looking at for uh, multiple multiple weeks for that, and mm-hmm. God, what were the other ones today? I have to pull it up. Yeah, uh, um, defense. Were they both defensive? Uh, yes. Uh, I need to get my tabs sorted out here. Um, no, it's not not been good news. Anyway, you want to slice it for. The Arizona Cardinals. This is a flat six after being a juicy three within the last month. And that's a that's oh, the first couple of nudge. You know, the the three to three and a half. I was like, yes. The rest, you know, t- to five and a half. I was kind of like, all right, yeah, some steam chasing going on here. Whatever. None of those numbers really matter. To see it hit a flat six is like okay. Now this is a very solid position. I'm very excited to see how this plays out. Love where I'm at on this game. Um, Kansas City's offense is a huge question mark and has had time to prepare a specific game plan for a defense that is bottom five as currently rostered in terms of available bodies. Um, There's, I mean, you're going to give Pat Mahomes all the time in the world and he can pick apart a secondary that features some questionable uh, cornerbacks uh, and they have... You know, they get to deploy a new set of weapons in unique ways that are unexpected. You don't have on film. Like, all that is music to my ears for a week one matchup that favors the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Andy Reid and company get it done in style. Um, Team total over. Can they make it high enough here? Is it going to be 31? Where are we at? Stunting on these hoes. 53.5 is the total. Minus six divided by two plus six is 29 and three quarters. So we're probably going to see a 29 and a half juice to minus 120. Bookmaker not have this up, or excuse me, bet online not have it. I feel like they're terribly early with these as far as the offshore world. Oh, I don't know. And they this, didn't pop on this again. Screen, so we're not, we're not going to, we preach this about everything in life, but shop around and boy, team totals are high on the spectrum of things you need to shop around for because oh yeah very I much mean, so. they'll be like i mean there'll be team totals on both sides of a key number like well there'll be a 16 and a half and a 17 and a half with similar juice sometimes just 
wild how all over the board some of these are. So do 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 look around for that, and I'll start to hunt a little. No, yeah. bet online has no team totals up outside. This feels like a game. this feels like the full game total comes in pretty close, but it's more like thirty three twenty. You know. 34 20 33 21 34 21 you know that it's going to be it's going to come in i think pretty close to that 53 and a half um i think the chiefs cover and i think uh we are we're cooking with gas early with the chiefs this season very 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 interested in what that kc versus lac thursday night football game week two opens because as of right now, we're looking at flat threes. Damn, 69.com, new AI dating. What is AI dating? Maybe the artificial intelligence finds your perfect match. Sex bots. Well, I wonder what, what cues them. Shout out 69 Mega. Good job. You're, you're here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, great to move. Uh, longer, more macro. I, I really think the Cardinals might be a mess. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a sneaky look because where the market rates them compared to Seattle, I might look for a spot where they finish fourth. I think you get a Ooh. big number on that. So well within the range of possibilities is just absolutely collapsing this year. Mid-season firing. Um, mm-hmm. Quarterback is not injured enough, but the, he's putting himself on the shelf because he knows it's a lost season. So it could be it could be a messy season. I'm I'm down for it. I'm I'm here for it, as the the children say. And let's go back to SoFi, the site of Thursday's game. Boy, do you think the grass will be turn, torn up a little? No, because they already played a game. It's grass <laughs> is the that's turf and it's beautifully, yeah. beautifully, beautifully. Uh, and I, I worry, I worry about lightning. But uh, I think it was this game that was the it lightning was, yeah. uh, last year. This is another one I bet yesterday. I took an over 52. And I tell you what, uh, JC Jackson missing this game would just be a cherry on top for that. I think he has a chance to play, but boy, no, 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 no. I think he's out. I, I, I think yeah, I'm putting it like 2080 that he plays. They say like, oh, he's out of his boot and he couldn't like oh, bullshit. Like, I don't think he plays. So I don't think that would be that would be nice. Um, and there's still 52s out there. Bookmaker still is a 52 flat. I like this for a bunch of reasons. And a lot of it does revolve around the Raiders offense and Derek Carr. He was fine against pressure for a lot a lot of the season, the last two seasons. He was great, uh, especially he was top five two years ago against pressure as far as uh, just his efficiency metrics. He was top like three for scrambling yards per scramble when he does get flushed and has to run. People don't think of him as some running quarterback, but when he is mm-hmm. forced to, he was getting like eight and a half a carry. So I like a lot of things about what this Vegas offense can do against a team who's, you know, if you can beat this pass rush and the secondary's dinged up a little, just, I guess, worry about Derwin because he's amazing and do what you do. But this offense has been low-key kind of good. You have a – you brought in a coach who's, I think, is dead ser- serious about making this offense even better. And what are we going to say about, you know – what are you going to say about the Chargers? Like when they're fully healthy, that's a Eckler. Eckler has a chance to be 
you know, the highest scoring fantasy back in the league. Like he's right there with, he's kind of getting this one, a look with Taylor and CMC, but he's right there and they have the weapons. They have Herbert, a little bit of worrisome spots in the line here and there, but I, I make this total like 54. So I bet this over 52. This has been, Oh, you did. Okay. I like that. Mm -hmm. Good luck yesterday. Support that. Um, I also think this is going to be a higher scoring game. I think it'll take a couple of weeks until we get elite Chargers D if we ever see it. Um, Some of that's JC Jackson. Some of that scheme questions I have for these guys. Um, I have cooling on their pass rush um, and I am warming on their offense. I think this Chargers offense is going to be able to get to 30. No problema. Uh, And I think the Raiders are going to be able to go score an answer. Uh, this should be a very, very fun game. I think it lands inside the four, but not inside the three. Um, so somebody wins here by a field goal. Uh, most likely outcome Chargers win by a field goal. Second most likely outcome Vegas wins by a field goal. Um, we saw these two teams play almost to a tie not that long ago. Since then, I think the Vegas Raiders have improved their offense. I think the Chargers uh, also should show some improvement here. Um, interesting push-pull on the on the uh, um, on the side, uh, you know, it's kind of fluttering around that three, three and a half, depending on whether you want to lay a gigantic price for minus three or take the cheap three and a half. Um, I will just say it is not profitable long term in the NFL to buy points, so don't do it. It is especially not profitable in the NFL to buy points when you have a total that is in the fifty-three ballpark. The hook is the least important up here. High variance game. You got a lot of scores, missed extra points. Brandon Staley might go for two, might go for two a couple of times. <laughs> like this is potentially going to get weird in terms of final score. So uh, I don't think in any way, shape, or form, if you like the Raiders, you should pay the gross price for the three and a half. And I don't think you should pay the gross price on the Chargers for the three. Just, Suck it up if you're going to play a side and play a side closer to a minus 105 or plus 100 price. That's all I have to say about that. Um, Long term, I think, again, like I think if you generally use a philosophy of taking the dog in AFC West matchups over the balance of the season, you're going to be pretty satisfied with your results at the end of the season. The distance between these teams in general, I think, is pretty, pretty narrow. Familiarity is somewhat there, even though you have a new regime for the Raiders. Um, Very just excited to watch this game. It's going to be a great one. This one in Green Bay side on the side screens, assuming that Casey's going my way, is going to be just a terrific Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Cannot wait. Points, points, points. Hoping for the points, and we'll get into the Sunday game. We'll touch on Monday night. Sunday night. Um, something to teach her from Willie, uh, Willie Wonka. The anything that would happen, real quick, before we move Tuesday. off, Chargers, anything that would happen in the Chargers-Raiders game, injury accepted, that would change your opinion of how Chargers-Chiefs match up on Thursday Night Football? If the offensive line is considerably worse than we're worried about, uh, for the Chargers. Chiefs, Chiefs can yeah, Chiefs can run the, or Chiefs Chiefs can rush the quarterback. So okay, okay. 
All right. Sunday Night Football, biggest position of the week for me is this under. Uh, I'm nervous. Uh, buyback came today. I was expecting it. At some I point. was hoping for it because I missed it, and I want in on this under. Boy, oh, okay, I have, good. I have talked myself into this, and I'm like, may I miss the best of the number. I want this back. And, yeah, I'm I'm probably getting involved in this. I'm not sure. Okay. So, and uh, here's my question to you, and I'll, I'll let you handle this whole handicap because I think we're on the exact same page as this. Am I more likely to get the best number now? Or should I wait because it's a Sunday night game and a bunch of drunken assholes will be mad about losing all their afternoon games and hammer this standalone over? You think I could get a 52, 52 and a half come Sunday night or just find the best number now? I think it depends if Godwin plays or not. My read between the lines on his statement is that he's not. What's your read? Yeah. <sighs> I don't think he plays. And that's a big part of this too, is if you are hurting up front and you're hurting in the wide receiver core, let's play underneath. Let's take away, let's take away some of the, the worrisome parts about trying to beat the secondary play underneath. Use a lot of Lenny. And then Dallas is in the same damn boat. Both teams are very mirrored on as far as the issues they're finding themselves in early in the season, despite having good quarterbacks, may want to play some, hey, let's uh, dink and dunk and play underneath and not be the team that makes the big mistake by having to try to steal a big chunk of the field with some deep passes. So I think they, I, th I think, especially if Godwin's out, I think that's what you see from both teams. And this this total might fly under. I might be over over worried about getting a good number here. We might not even hit the mid-40s. Okay. Um, I love that's music to my ears. That's that is what I would like to see happen. That is would make me that would that would put a bow on my Sunday without question. Um the Buccaneers are coming in depleted, but in a lot better shape than I would had assumed was on the range of possibilities as of three weeks ago. Uh three weeks ago Brady was not in camp. Um the wide receivers were all dealing with things. The offensive line was in shambles, and they've had time to kind of start to put things back together. But they still don't have, have you know, they still haven't had a ton of practice and kind of meaningful reps to really get things, you know, into regular season mode. And I think overall, the vision is treat this like preseason um, for the Tampa Bay offense in particular. The Tampa Bay defense, I feel the opposite about. Those guys look healthy. They look nasty. They were they are underrated by market, and they match up well against a Dallas team that doesn't have their starting left tackle, doesn't have a depth at offensive line at all, um, and in general wants to be a little bit more of a balanced team run pass in the absence of some weapons in the wide receiver room. So I think every injury breaks for an under here. I think both teams in both quarterbacks, the dink and dunk you mentioned is – very on the table. I think you know who you know who's going to have eight or nine targets in this game. Fat, Leonard. <laughs> Fat Leonard is going to have eight or nine targets in this game. Put that in the books. Um, I think because you know that's Brady's go-to. Uh, oh, we're getting disrupted with the pass rush up the middle. Like we're going to go to the screen game. He could. He's just screen, 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 screen. Like there. If if things are going sideways for them, that's what you're going to see a lot of. Um, I don't think that there's going to be a ton of explosive plays in this one. Um, the Tampa Bay defense 
does stop the run well. We all know this. Does not going to affect Mike McCarthy's approach at all. They're still going to try to run into a brick wall. And they the Tampa Bay defense. Yeah. Tampa Bay defense also aggressive with their pass rush. They leave their cornerbacks on islands. If the you know, if they ultimately have to use Winfield as a second, you know, a, you know, a shade on CD Lamb so that uh, you know, Carlton Davis doesn't get exposed or whatever. Uh, that seems like a reasonable approach, but I'm not worried about the other guys doing much to disrupt your, um, I guess Jamel Dean is probably your CB one. Um, but whatever the case is, those Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis were not healthy for a lot of last year. And I think that's what people are missing a little bit about the Buccaneers defensive strength. This is going to be a, uh, an ugly one. I'm hopeful that, uh, it's decided late by a field goal and that, uh, if you had to pick a side, just let's, let's pretend the Bucks weren't laying straight up. Dallas. I'd lean the other way a little just because of their in Dallas's insistence to run into stacked boxes full of giant Polynesian fellas who are going to take up three people at once. Like, good luck. Have fun. Good game. I'm considering good price. Trip. So, at plus yeah, one twenty one. No, I'm, I'm on saying if I if I didn't if I can get minus one ten on Dallas. the Bucks had to take it. So yeah, I I make this as currently rostered. Uh, Tampa, my number is Tampa fifty four percent, Dallas forty six. So at plus one twenty one, I have to take Dallas. Fair enough. All right, we need it. We need a secret pod team total play before we go to bed here. Long one today, but we had to do a little housekeeping, and there's no bye week yet. God help us. Let's get to the buys so we don't have to do 15 damn games. Um, is it just going to be the Jets? Is it going to be Jets the under? Under? Is it going to be the Chargers over? Is it going to be Dallas the Dallas, Dallas under? Dallas pretty good. I already have a lot on the under. I don't need another bet in that game. I know, but we got to we, we think about the people here. Yeah. Uh, I have to bet it though. We're not going to not bet it. No, um, I mean, well, I was bet it. The Dallas, the implied total for the Dallas game is going to be, let's say it's 52. Under 24 and a half Dallas is a play for me. Oh, is that where you see it? That's what if, you're saying. If, if that's what I can get, if it's minus 20 or better. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Jets. The Jets aren't getting to 20 points, guys. Okay. Jets team. Okay, let's under. have two. Let's have two. Jets team total under. You know what? Just like they used to have two um Monday night football games, we're gonna have two today. We're gonna do Jets team total under, Cowboys team total under. Joe Flacco, uh, prove me wrong. Seek Elliott, eat some cereal. <laughs> Hit the thumbs up on the way out. I'm gonna go pack. I got to get up in about six hours to get on a flight. Great pod. Good job. And I'll see if you're out in Vegas, wave at me. I'll be in the Circa. And looks like Carlitos might break here. We've had a, it's been a long first set, right? There's no chance I'm staying up for this entire ATP match. Good luck, Yannick. Good luck, Carlos. (laughs) If you didn't already know, these players are evenly matched. Yeah, very so. So good luck to everybody this year and hit us up on Twitter, hit us in the discord, hit us in the DMS, hit us in the YouTube chat, hit us in the YouTube comments. 
I hope you guys have the best year of your lives, and we'll check you tomorrow night at halftime. I keep cool. forgetting we get to do Thursday night football. Cool new intro, but still just chill. This is the Vita Vea music. Who is, who is that really, 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 really fat Hawaiian guy who played?